0: It's been almost two decades since we started our journey to educate and help you take action so you may better manage your financial future. Our goal is to help you accomplish your life's purpose. This podcast reveals financial tips, strategies, and insights that will help you to set your financial goals and guide you along the way. This is Managing Your Financial Future, brought to you by the advisors at Lucia Capital Group. Managing your financial future, it's what we do uh, all the time. At least certainly every week, we try to talk about this on this podcast. I'm Johnny Dean. Welcome back once again. I'm your host, your podcast moderator, and not an advisor, but that's why I have this guy. Say hello, Professor Rick Plum. Hello, Professor Rick Plum. No, uh, that's hello, everybody. exactly Thanks what I good. wanted you to say. That's exactly what I wanted you to say. Hello, Professor Rick Plum. That's right. <laughs> you, you take me literally, which is exactly <laughs> what we do. Uh, we are, I'm hoping we'll be back. in. I, I said this like a month ago, but I'm hoping we're back in studio soon. Uh, together. I mean, we've been it'd doing be this. Nice remote. to see everybody. I I, mean, it would it, be.
1: It, 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 when you see us in the studio, you see John and I, but that's only part of it because to put us in studio, there's a lot of people behind the scenes that I haven't been able to see for a long time, talk to them, seen them on video, but haven't had a chance to you know be in person with them in a, for almost a year now, basically. Uh, so it'd be year, nice yeah. to yeah. see John in the studio, not necessarily for John, but for all
0: the other people too. <laughs> that's right. We do enjoy seeing all the other folks, not necessarily uh, one another. Well, that's not true. We, we had fun. We, we've been. <laughs> doing our, our social security webinars you know we, we have a webinar on Social Security taxation I should mention this stuff we this was one of the topics that came up a couple months ago said so taxation of Social Security and we have a webinar that we, we, we where we give examples of taxation and all that and how you may be able to strategize so uh, there's a lot of other peripheral stuff that I should probably mention if I had notes here I would but uh, anyway this is what we do we do our, our our best to help educate you the listening public on various aspects of financial planning uh, we talk about uh, lifetime income. We talk about things like taxation. And we also talk about uh, retirement plans and retirement accounts. And on this particular episode, I wanted to get into something. Roth IRAs are fairly popular still. They've been around since oh, 1998. Yes. And they're, they're, they, they can be described, I suppose, as the inside out version of a traditional IRA or the, <laughs> the bizarro world or however you want to put it. But Professor Plum, the idea with a Roth, explain the idea of a Roth very quickly for those who are new or don't often listen to this podcast?
1: Well, a Roth IRA is a flip-flop of a traditional IRA for the most part. When you think of a traditional IRA, you get the tax deduction for putting the money in, and then it grows tax-deferred, and then at the end, you pay taxes when it comes out. Roth IRA is pretty much the exact opposite. You have no tax benefit going in, tax deferral as it grows, and then it's tax-free at the end. One, the benefit was a tax deduction up front. The other is the tax-free benefit at the end. So they're the, kind of the opposite of each other. So it depends on what you're trying to accomplish, whether, whether you're in yeah. a higher bracket today than you might be in retirement, or whether you're in a lower bracket today than you might be in retirement. Yes, there are those people. So which one works best for you? Well, sometimes it's not a matter of which one works best because you may not have the option uh-huh. of doing a tax deductible. Traditional IRA.
0: Ah, Bach, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're getting into because we've talked in the past about whether you should consider a Roth or not, do a traditional Roth, which is better. How do you determine that? But let's say that you take a look at your IRAs and you or you say, okay, I'd like I'd love to put money into a deductible IRA. All right, but doggone it, or wh- whatever the phrase would be, I make too much money. Oh darn, it's. That's that's too bad. Your income is too high, so I don't qualify to put money into a traditional deductible IRA. So maybe I would like to take this money and put it into a Roth IRA. But you look, if I'm not going to get
1: a tax deduction for it anyway, why put it into something that'll be taxable earnings in the future? If I'm not going to get the deduction, let's go to a Roth IRA so that I'll get tax free in the future.
0: But uh, lo and behold, we look it up and we say, well, doggone it, look at this. I'm married and I make. Married or single doesn't matter. There are income limits for both Roths and and, uh, traditional, Professor Plum. And they look and they say, I make too much money. I can't even put money into a Roth. Now, Now, let's be clear, though. If you have earned income, you can
1: contribute to a traditional IRA. Sure. The question isn't whether you can contribute to a traditional IRA. The question is whether you can deduct that contribution from your t- current tax return
0: yeah and anyone with with uh, earned income can contribute to a traditional ira um, but
1: if you're married filing a joint return and your combined household income your adjusted gross income is over one hundred twenty five thousand bucks you no longer have the ability to deduct any of that contribution that you can make
0: now what about for a roth what's the income limit for phase- a phase out of course a ten thousand dollar phase out what is it for this year
1: For the Roth, 198 to 208. So if I'm over 125,000 of adjusted gross income for the family or for the household, this married couple, but I'm under, you know, 198 to 208, I can make that non-deductible contribution directly to a Roth IRA, and therefore I'm in in both cases I'm not getting a tax deduction, but with the Roth. I'm getting tax-free growth. I'm getting flexibility of being able to access, access the money. There's a lot of benefits to the Roth for that area.
0: So presumably the, the idea was to not allow people over a certain amount of income to get money into a Roth. And they had their reasons for doing it years ago. I'm not going to get into that. But Professor Plum, what if you make too much money and you can't contribute to a Roth? Well, there may be a solution for you here through what's called a Roth two-step or they call the backdoor Roth.
1: Right, so if you're over that $208,000 of household income, you're not allowed, deductible or otherwise, non-deductible, you're not allowed to contribute directly to a Roth IRA. And so the reason you couldn't get the deduction for the traditional IRA was because you were part of a retirement plan and you made too much money, but you can contribute to a retire- an IRA but just not get the deduction. So we can do this thing called the Roth two-step now. This only works if you do not have any other traditional IRAs. But then the only reason you couldn't do a a deductible traditional IRA is because you had a retirement plan at work. So most of the time we have ways of helping you in this situation. But if you've got your 401k, you've got all the money in your 401k, you just can't do a deductible traditional IRA. You make too much money to put into a a non-deductible Roth IRA, you can put non-deductible money into a traditional IRA. That's step one. I'm 45 years old, and I can put $6,000 into my IRA, and I do not get to deduct it. And key thing here is I do not have any other IRAs in my name. Because uh, this, if you have other IRAs, rollover IRAs, SIP, SEP IRAs, simple IRAs, things of that nature, it really muddies the water. It screws it up totally, in fact. But if I don't have any other IRAs, my money's in my 401k, my money's in my pension plan, my 457, 403b, uh, I can do a non-deductible contribution to my traditional IRA. And then once the dust settles on that contribution, I can convert the IRA, the entire IRA of $6,000 in this example, to a Roth IRA. There is no limit on income for doing conversions. There's only limits on income for doing contributions. So I can contribute, you know, we talked about the Roth two step. Step one, contribute non-deductible money to the traditional IRA. Step two, convert it. Like I said, though, you should, if you have other, uh, IRAs in your name, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Well, it's we'll, going to be a tax problem.
0: We'll talk about that in a sec, but but it's it's quick. I took six thousand dollars in your example, and I contributed to a non-deductible IRA because I have at least six thousand. No other IRAs, and I have no other IRAs in my name, and I take that and I convert it immediately or whenever. The next day. Now now I've got money in a Roth. The the result is pretty much the same as if I contributed, right? And
1: that conversion doesn't cost me anything in taxes because the money that's in the traditional IRA is all after-tax money. And so when I convert after-tax money to a Roth IRA – I've already paid the tax on it. There's no more tax there. So I do it before there's any earnings, and now that money's in a Roth IRA. So instead of contributing directly to the Roth, I've done a a two-step, and now I have the same $6,000 – in the Roth IRA. Now it is converted principal, not contributed principal. Because when it comes to having the flexibility to withdraw money, it's a little bit different. But it, it, we're not if we're contributing to a retirement account of any kind, a Roth included, that you have a more than 5-year time horizon. You're not putting money into the account so that you can take it out next year. Yeah. You're putting money aside for the future. So, and so we, you know, Conversions do have a little bit different flexibility or accessibility than contributions, but hopefully that's not going to come down to anything because we're going to leave it in there for at least five years anyway.
0: Yeah, you're, presumably you're saving for your retirement. You're 45 in your example, You know, maybe 20 years or at least 15. So now you said it's, it's helpful. In fact, you need to not have any other IRAs in your, in your name. Does this include you shouldn't have any other Roth IRAs or just traditional IRAs?
1: No, traditional style IRAs, the tax deductible, tax deferred, ultimately taxable form of an IRA, okay. traditional. So, so a SEP IRA is, is a form of traditional. It's just a matter of who's contributing to the account. So if a for simple some, IRA is, if, a, is an IRA, a traditional IRA.
0: And if for some reason I had non-deductible money in other IRAs, does that also mess it up or is it only deductible No, money? that
1: could help it. But the problem is if you have non-deductible money in other traditional IRAs, you most likely have- Earnings. Pre tax money and those earnings in those accounts as well. Yeah. So that And when that, you have earnings, when you have both types of money, when I talk about both types, I'm talking about pre tax contributions and post tax money in an IRA. Um, it, it muddies the water because let's say I have you know, $94,000 of an IRA rollover, a 401k that I rolled into an IRA. And, and then I make a contribution of after tax money of $6,000. Well, the 94 all came from the 401k. It's all pre-tax. And I make the $6,000 contribution to a separate traditional IRA. I can very clearly identify and account for the fact that the money in this IRA is only post-tax money. I did not deduct it. And I'm going to f- turn around and flip that over to a, a Roth IRA the next day so there are no earnings on that 6000 And it's very clear. Well, it may be clear to you, but the IRS doesn't care. The 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 fact is that in your example, just prior to the conversion, there was one hundred thousand dollars in traditional IRAs, ninety four thousand from the convert from that was in the rollover, and six thousand that you contributed. Well, so of that one hundred thousand dollars, six thousand of it was after tax money. So dollar one, dollar five, dollar any amount that you move over to the Roth IRA, six percent which is the percentage of after-tax money to the overall, is going to be tax-free. The other 94% is going to be taxable. That can get ugly pretty quick. So what's a mother to do? (laughs) And and when I I, I kind of misspoke a minute ago. I said at the time of the conversion, they don't really look at it at that point. They look at it based on the end of the year. We had an individual who came to us towards the end of the year and they did a Roth two-step in February you know, of the year, um, and they didn't have any 401K or any IRAs. They had 401Ks, but they didn't have any IRAs. At the time they did the Roth two-step in February, the only IRA they had was that $6,000 of after-tax money they put in, and they converted 100% of it. But then they lost their job in September and did a 401K rollover in October And so at the end of the year, they had about $600,000 in a traditional IRA. And when they did the math, they now had that conversion that they did in that year became a taxable conversion because they look at it at the end of the year. How much in traditional IRAs Mm -hmm. do you have? How much did you convert during the year? How much in after tax? And they do a big proration at the end of the year. One of the things we can do to try to help people do Roth two steps if they have a 401k is if they have IRA money that is pre-tax money, we can potentially transfer that to the 401k, kind of like a reverse rollover if you want to call it that. Mm. Instead of terminating employment and rolling the 401k to an IRA, you're taking the IRA and rolling it into your current employer's 401k. Now, when you do the accounting... You don't have any pre-tax money in IRAs. You don't have that tax problem waiting to, you know, hit you in the back of the head and say, you should have known better. All you have is the after-tax money and the money that you converted. Now, this is
0: one of those few, as I understand it, this is one of those few times where you can separate the, in what you just talked about, going back to the 401k. When you make a
1: distribution, distributions are always pro rata. If there's both types of money, pre-tax and post-tax money, distributions are pro rata. But 401ks, retirement plans at work, they are not even allowed to accept uh, after-tax money rolled in. In the past, if you had an account that had both after-tax and pre-tax, if you combined a rollover with a contributory after-tax contribution, none of the money was allowed to go back. Now, we just have it. It's much more flexible. Only the after-tax money cannot be rolled into a 401k. So all pre-tax money can go to a 401k if you have one, and if your 401k accepts it back in. Yeah, So yeah. it's much easier to deal with, but I yeah, know, you're not allowed to I, take the after-tax money and put it in there.
0: Yeah, I, I know this this gets into the weeds a little bit, and it, it can get complicated just kind of speaking uh, in, in, in terms of uh, pre-tax, post-tax, rolling back in. You have options. Your employer would have to allow you, I guess, I assume, to roll that money into their 401k, so you'd have to check with your employer to see if they did that. But let's just to, to be clear on the backdoor Roth, if I make a $6,000 contribution, just to recap, a $6,000 contribution to a traditional IRA, non-deductible, and I turn around the next day and I convert it to a Roth, I've now got $6,000 of converted principal. In a Roth IRA, growing the way a contribution would. Right now, exactly. Yes. If I had six thousand dollars, I want to put in. But let's say I have six thousand dollars of deductible money sitting in an IRA somewhere. Um, now I put the six thousand of non deductible in. If I try to convert six thousand of that non deductible. I can't do it because I've got an extra six thousand of deductible, so I have to split uh, $3,000. Well, 3, the only
1: way to get that its entire six thousand dollar contribution, uh, non deductible contribution into the Roth, is to convert the entire IRA.
0: In which case, in this example, I'd be paying uh, taxes on the six i I'd uh, be paying the other six on. that was yeah. uh, pr- so, uh, pre tax money. So it can go in, but there's going to be a, it'll be a taxable event to you. Uh huh. Who should consider I, – I know we talked right at the top about somebody, but this whole idea of a backdoor Roth or Roth two-step, if you want to call it that. This comes down, Professor Plum, I assume, to determining whether having money in a Roth is right for you at all. Who should consider this, uh, doing a, a, a Roth two-step?
1: Well, having money in a Roth I don't think is really ever a bad thing. So the question isn't, could it be a bad – no. It's somebody who – wants to save money. They either don't have the ability because they maybe have a profit sharing plan or something and they don't have control over how much they put in, but they've maxed out their 401k. They can't do a deductible traditional IRA. They want to save money. So their choice is, where am I going to put this money that I'm going to save? Am I going to put it into my personal brokerage account or do I want to put it into a Roth IRA The personal brokerage account, there's nothing wrong with putting it in there. It's just that whatever earnings are created on an annual basis will be taxable on an annual basis. If that same money is in a Roth IRA, whatever earnings are created on an annual basis are not taxed. And if I have had it for five years and I'm 59 and a half before I start withdrawing money, I'll never pay tax. So, like I said, there was nothing wrong with investing in a personal brokerage, personal growth, personal uh, in your own name going forward. It's just that a Roth IRA is better and I like it better, because it avoids taxation. It also doesn't included, get included on the FAFSA form. Uh, it doesn't get included in a lot of areas for other things. So, uh,
0: When I'm considering a Roth uh, conversion, you do have to consider taxes. So it's probably a good idea to check to make sure with an advisor to make sure that you won't have any tax issues, correct? Because there are some right. people who maybe are in their higher earning years. Maybe they had a higher income than, than normal. Now, if somebody wants Wants to do a roth conversion or had not thought about it professor uh, if if they happen to be in a lower tax bracket for whatever reason during a particular year is that a good reason for somebody to perhaps consider doing roth conversions well we've we've branched off now we're just doing taxable roth yeah, conversions I'm just, just getting it in very quickly in the conversion
1: what's it going to cost me and what's the benefit if i'm in you know a 10 or 12 percent bracket today but i'm going to be in a higher bracket when i retire yeah, I'd rather do the conversion now in the ten and twelve percent bracket, than pay 40 percent, or whatever the number is in the future. This all if comes on the right. other hand it's going to cost me twenty-eight, you know, thirty percent, got to conclude the state if you live in a taxable state. Uh, and, but I could get it out in the ten or twelve when I retire. Why would I do that? So it's just yeah, it's have, you have to analyze what's going on in your life, where are you going to retire, how much you're going to have in retirement. Uh, some people makes a great deal of sense to do at least some amount of conversions on an annual basis other people it's just a, you're shooting yourself in the foot
0: yeah it all comes down to planning and that's was sort of my point in asking that because you do need to have a, you do need need to know what you're doing people have been t- surprised by taxes before we talked a few episodes back about getting surprised by social security taxes for whatever reason you ha- when your other income may have jumped uh, this can be another time where you didn't consider paying taxes. You thought you could do a two-step Roth, but you had other money in another IRA, deductible money, and you didn't realize that it was pro rata. All of this stuff comes down to planning. And even more important than that, it comes down to knowing what the taxes are like, knowing how the tax code works. And if you don't know that, that's perfectly fine. Because, Professor, I think you've studied this for a while, yes?
1: Well, they came out in 1998, Roth IRAs. And I've been studying and working with them since I'm um, well, 1998.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 having uh, doing Roth conversions without an income limit has been gone since 2010. I believe it was right. 2010. It used to be 100 thousand dollars, married or single. Uh, you you not
1: including the conversion. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So so there was a limit, but now of course uh, you can convert uh, with any amount of money. So there are planning opportunities here, but always check with your advisor first before you make any moves like this because taxes are taxes, and sometimes they can come back and bite you. If you want. Some More information on this stuff, you can talk to Professor Plum, uh, certified financial planner professional, as he is, 800 644 1150. That's the number at Lucia Capital Group, 800 644 1150. Talk about things like taxes, talk about things like your retirement. Is a Roth two step a good idea for you? Uh, What about Roth conversions? Is that even a good idea for you? You can talk to them again at that number or go to luciacap.com, L U C I A C A P, luciacap.com. You can also send us an email. We should get some emails. Sometimes we haven't done that for a while. Uh, I'd like to do that. So maybe in the next couple of episodes we will. But you can send us an email there at Lucia Capp, Drop, uh, Drop us a line. Talk to the professor. And, of course, get your strategy going if you haven't done that. Once again, for Professor Rick Plum, certified financial planner professional, I'm your moderator, your host, Johnny Dean. And we thank you so much for listening to this podcast, Managing Your Financial Future. We'll talk to you again next week. The information provided should not be considered specific tax, legal or investment advice and is not specific to any individual's personal circumstances. To the extent that this material concerns tax matters, it is not intended or written to be used and cannot be used by a taxpayer for the purpose of avoiding penalties that may be imposed by law. Each taxpayer should seek independent advice from a tax professional based on his or her individual circumstances. Different types of investments and or investment strategies involve varying levels of risk and there could be no assurance that any specific investment or investment strategy, including the investments purchased and or investment strategies devised by LCG, will either be suitable or or profitable for a client's or prospective client's portfolio. Thus, investments may result in a loss of principal. Accordingly, no client or prospective client should assume that the presentation or any component thereof serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized advice from LCG or from any other investment professional. You should always seek counsel of the appropriate advisor prior to making any investment decision. All investments are subject to risk, including the loss of principal. This material was gathered from sources believed to be reliable. However, its accuracy cannot be guaranteed. These materials are provided for general information and educational purposes based upon publicly available information from sources believed to be liable. We cannot assure the accuracy or completeness of these materials. The information in these materials may change at any time and without notice. Traditional IRA account owners have considerations to make before performing a Roth IRA conversion. These primarily include income tax consequences on the converted amount in the year of conversion, withdrawal limitations from a Roth IRA, and income limitations for future contributions to a Roth IRA. In addition, if you are required to take a required minimum distribution or RMD in the year you convert, you must do so before converting to a Roth IRA. IRA withdrawals will be taxed at ordinary income rates. Withdrawals prior to age 59.5 May also be subject to a 10% penalty tax. Roth IRA earnings will be taxed at ordinary income rates and a 10% penalty tax will apply if withdrawn prior to age 59 and a half or within five years of the date the Roth IRA was established, whichever is longer. The information provided is based on current laws, which are subject to change at any time. Lucia Capital Group is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Social Security rules can be complex. For more information about Social Security benefits, visit the SSA website at SSA.gov or call 800 772 1213 to speak with. With an SSA representative. Examples cited are hypothetical, are for illustrative purposes only, are not guaranteed, and subject to potential federal and state law amendments. There is no guarantee that you will achieve the results discussed or illustrated. Rick Plum is a registered representative with and securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, and member FINRA SIPC. The investment professionals are affiliated with LPL Financial and are conducting business using the name Lucia Capital Group, a separate entity from LPL Financial.